0: or come get a can or a howler at their Canterbury Village location. Not available for anyone under the age of 21. Please drink responsibly. I am joined now by the head coach of the Rochester Adams Highlanders. The Highlanders are a winner tonight over Harper Woods, 20-6. to 6. Here to talk about that is the head coach of the Highlanders, Tony Petrito. Coach Petrito, thank you so much for joining me this evening. This was a great win for you guys this evening. How did you guys get it done tonight?
1: You know, it's we had uh, six starters out on D, and we had uh, like Brady priestcorn didn't play tonight. A couple other key guys didn't play because we had, got pretty banged up last week. So I'm really proud of all of the other guys that don't get to play a lot that really stepped up and, and gave us a great effort tonight.
0: You know, that's always a tough thing this late in the season when you've got that many guys banged up against Harper Woods. What do you make of the way that the guys that did step in there do for you guys tonight?
1: Well, it's, it's, I mean, it's... You know, football is the ultimate team game, and we, you know,
0: as our program,
1: we really emphasize team concept. You know, we have great players, that's for sure, but I think great teams beat great players every time. So, um, it was a collective effort. I mean, there's a whole laundry list of kids that, you know, got to start their first game tonight, and I'm just really, really proud of everyone knowing what their jobs were and doing a great job with it.
0: What was it like to see the smiles on those kids' faces, just knowing that they got in and got to contribute for you this evening?
1: I mean, that's what it's all about, isn't it? I mean, ultimately, you know, we share the journey. And and as coaches, we have to make every kid on that team feel important, first to last. And um, when those kids are called upon, they have to believe in themselves and believe in what we're trying to accomplish as a team. And they, they did that. And I couldn't be more proud and I couldn't be more happy to see those kids smile after the game.
0: That's kind of the theme that I've been talking with with a lot of the coaches, both past and present, that are a part of this week's show, is when it's time for that kid to finally step in there and be a contributor to the program, with your way of coaching and your thought processes on getting a kid ready, when do you know that that kid is ready to make that step and step out onto the field for you? To be honest,
1: you don't know until they actually apply. Because as much as you want to emulate what it's like in practice, you know, it's you don't know until they're tested under the lights and ultimately that's the best thing about is not knowing because if you knew it wouldn't be any fun like so for me the enjoyment was watching it unfold in front of my eyes and i didn't know until after the game was over
0: that's awesome i'm glad that uh, they got to experience it and i'm glad that you got to take a second and just you know be proud of what these guys are doing for you because you know how hard they work all season long to get that moment and to finally get it is like the ultimate reward. I, I got to tell you, that that's what uh, this game is all about, is just being able to reward kids for their hard work. And I know that's got to be something special for you as well.
1: 100%. I mean, it's like this is, this is about kids, and this is about the journey and the relationships they build. And um, I would like kids, whether they get in games or not, to think it was well worth every ounce of investment. It's just that much better when they get a chance to play.
0: And how do you manage those expectations? Because not only do the kids want to go out there and can contribute for you and be a playmaker but I'm sure their parents want to as well and those are some things that you know you want to be a special part of some kids life and give them that opportunity but not everybody can be a Parker Pico or a Jake Sukar or some of the other kids on your team that have been so phenomenal for you these last couple of years so when those parents or those kids they want to step up but they may not be at that level how do you go about managing their expectations
1: well, A, you coach everybody the same in terms of how they're valued and how hard they're coached, um, and you have to catch kids doing things great, just like a kid in class. Not everybody's a straight-A student, but you catch kids doing something great that it makes them feel good about themselves. So I take the same philosophy as a football coach. Um, and ultimately, you know, at the end of our season since I've been at Adams, um, we have allow our seniors to speak at our banquet because people have heard enough from me. And the, some of the best speeches I've heard have been kids that play almost not at all or just a few downs and their treasure and their value in the process is so rewarding. So I always learn every year from that. And, and that's what motivates me to try to do a good job for them.
0: The people that run your social media, they do a great job of keeping us up to date on the highlights of your games. This is how me sitting here in Oregon township is able to keep tabs on what you're doing over there at Adams and your games they do a great job of doing these highlights. I'm watching this catch tonight from Jake Sukar in the, in the first quarter, and this was just a tremendous grab over the shoulder, hauled it in, managed to keep it in, tucked in as he was inbounds with the pass. When you saw all that unfold, what was going through your mind?
1: You know, Jake, I'm, just, I'm so happy you mentioned his name. Because we have all these great players, and oftentimes Jake is overlooked a little bit. In the last three or four weeks, he has been making some amazing plays for our team, um, huge catches and key moments. And on Senior Night just to see kill let Jake make a play like that it was awesome. You know he's overcoming an injury; he's got a hurt labrum, and you know he can't practice a lot. And he's just guts it out. And I was so proud of. That was a huge play in the game, by the way.
0: Yeah, that was. And that uh, happened in the first quarter. That put you up 7 to nothing. It was from 24 yards out. Uh, Parker Pico finding Jake Sukar in the end zone with that beautiful grab. And then Parker found his brother Tate in the, <laughs> looks like that was in the third quarter. Another great grab. This was one where he was running with his defender, but he was able to haul that ball in. What has it been like for the two, uh, Parker and Tate, and the things that they've been able to do this season?
1: You know, we didn't talk last week. i got to tell you, we put in a special play last week where we put Parker at slot and Tate at quarterback and Tate to Parker at touchdown pass last week. Just, oh, that's just, awesome. Just to give you a little spin on how it's been going because, you know, Parker's a little banged up. And we're trying to protect him a little bit, so we put in a little special play for him. And um, So, yeah, th- th- they have an amazing connection and amazing – love and they're each each other's biggest fans so it's just truly there's no false altruism here those kids just love playing with each other and getting after it And it's just awesome to watch
0: parker had two touchdown passes tonight and defensively you held them to just six points overall what are your thoughts on the way that your guys performed uh, to this evening
1: considering who we had on the field i couldn't be i told him after the game was, i was most proud of this effort you know, West Moonfield was an amazing effort from us, um, but this was, considering where we are at and those kids stepping up, this was special because Harpwoods is a really good football team and um, just so proud of them, you know, keeping it together, believing in each other, doing their job and getting out a win.
0: We didn't get to talk last week, so I want to rewind just back to last Friday. You got a great win over Stony Creek. You guys handled your business in that one. I know that you knew you were going to get a fight from them, but you guys were able to pull out a 44-18 to 18 victory. How thrilled were you guys to come away with uh, that margin of victory against a tough opponent and a huge rival for you guys?
1: Yeah, that was really gratifying. Um, and, we, again, we were playing shorthanded last week as well. So, you know, that was, for us, um, very gratifying. You know, they're a very good team, and they got a lot of talented kids, and they're very physical. And our kids gutted it out. We had a little, little bad sequence in the – Beginning of the fourth quarter to let them climb back in, but we answered and put them away and got to play everybody on our roster in the fourth quarter, and and that's what you want.
0: And with the type of schedule you guys had, you're seven and one this season. I I got to bring this to your attention because I saw this graphic the other day that showed the ten teams in the state of Michigan who have the toughest schedules in the state, and three of those teams, Clarkston, Lake Orion, and Oxford, are among those uh, teams that have the toughest schedules in the state and only Clarkson out of those two teams has a winning record. I was kind of surprised to not see you guys in there, but a lot of the opponents that you guys have played were in there as well. You know, what do you make of the way that these both teams in the OA Red and the competition that you guys got to go through week in and week out to get to the ultimate goal, which is to make the playoffs?
1: Yeah, listen, this is what it's all about. Like, there's no hiding, and if you want to be good, you got to be willing to play the best and that's kind of how it's always been and that's how it always will be um, and i'm proud of the OAA conference i think we have some amazing ta- talent got some great coaches and you know we just try to do our best to be competitive and represent the conference well if and when we get a chance to do something in
0: the playoffs one of those teams that was in that list that i just mentioned is your opponent next week stevenson you guys have got that game on the road in sterling heights next week Obviously, this season did not go the way that Stevenson had hoped for after making that deep playoff run last year. But you know you're going to be in for a fight next week. They're going to try to end their season on a winning note by beating one of the best in the state. What are you guys going to have to do to overcome that?
1: Well, again, that you, you nailed every single key aspect in. It's a prideful program. They were in the semis last year. They're well coached. They play in an amazing conference. The Mac Reds, as good as there is. Um, so they have the credentials to beat anybody so we know the challenge is going to be really big we're going to be still banged up and a lot of guys won't be able to play next week as well so it's going to be have to be a great team effort we're going to, have to play clean not turn the ball over um, and shore up the defense a little bit so they have to work for their points and you know we need to do a better job of owning the clock a little bit better and shorten the game and get out of there
0: this has been such a great season for you guys. You've had that one hiccup against Clarkston, but uh, you come into this one seven and one. What kind of test are you hoping to get out of these guys as you get ready for the playoffs?
1: Well, we we know that Stevenson's going to be a huge challenge, and we're going to have to be at our best to win. And win, lose or draw, at this point, it's about getting better in every phase, every aspect of what we do, whether it's how we approach practice or what we're doing in the classroom or how we. Um, get off the bus and be mentally focused in a very tough environment. So um, those things are essential, and we can't think about playoffs. I'm not even going to say the word playoff to our team until we get on the bus Friday night or probably not even until Saturday morning. I'm old school like that. We're not even going to talk about it.
0: Okay, so we're done talking about that, but you've mentioned a few times that you guys got some guys that are banged up. You got some injuries you're dealing with now. How significant are those as you reach the end of the season?
1: Well, some of them... We'll, we'll know more as we get into the week, whether whether we can take the chance to play him or not. Um, uh, we have one kid broke his thumb, We know, two-way starter. Benson uh, Waters is one of our best two-way guys. Um, he's actually a commits and ordain for baseball, but um, he's out for four weeks minimum from last week. So um, for sure he's going to be out. Tanner Buck, one of our best two-way guys who's had huge plays for us all year. He's got a hammy. He for sure won't play Friday. Demarcus Rouse, one of our top kick returners, starting corner slot, rolled his ankle in the second play from scrimmage against Stoney. He didn't even dress tonight, so we'll see. He might be back next week, um, probably for sure, for the playoffs. So there's a few guys um, that, you know, is still banged up with his ankle. So we have, like, some really great players. You know, Brady might be able to play this week. Uh, clearly, having him would help a lot, but we'll see. Like, that was our approach all week this week, and we're going to try to get ready for Stevenson.
0: Well, I wish you all the best as Rochester Adams is a winner tonight over Harper Woods, 20-6. Okay, I just appreciate the fact that you call me each week and uh, you're a part of this. I really, truly appreciate it.
1: You got it, man. Good luck. I'll uh, talk to you next week.
0: Want more Rochester Adams football? Then head to my website, aduffsaid.com. You can also find all my previous conversations with Rochester Adams coach Tony Petrito by going to the Podbean app, Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts.